Life's better with some good company. You're listening to the Good Co. Podcast with Brett and Emma. Discuss the hot topics, the hard ones, and everything in between. Here's the Good Co. Podcast with your hosts, Brett and Emma. It's time for the Good Co. Podcast. Boop, 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 boop. It's always good company here. At least we like to think it is. But I feel like today (laughs) it's extra special good company because Brett, he had a little procedure. Yeah, I face a fear today. (laughs) Brett, tell them them what you did today. Well, I uh, so I've never had like a cavity or anything. (laughs) I never had a cavity before. And today they went in and fixed a cavity in the back of my mouth. It was actually on my wisdom tooth, <laughs> and I'm really numb. Yeah, you don't sound it. We can't. We can't tell. I can't really hear myself, but I feel like I sound like really, really, really numb. So I can't feel my lip even. Yeah, I faced a fear though because because I never had a cavity. I was like terrified. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be the worst possible thing in the world. And I'll be honest, it was not fun, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. So it was better than you thought? Yeah. The shot, not fun. That's fair. But after that, you couldn't feel anything. Yeah, yeah. We should do a segment where I like punch you in the face and see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you that would be very fun. <laughs> you can't feel it though. I mean, maybe not, but still, <laughs> it's the thought that counts. All right. Fair enough. We won't do that. So moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> moral of the story. Face your fears. Face your fears. So I decided to be kind to you and to Brett and give Brett a couple days. (laughs) I love how you said kind to them. Yeah, kind to you, the listener, because nobody wanted to hear Brett go through that whole podcast sounding like that. I definitely didn't even want to. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I did make him do that, that little piece. So we gave him a break. It's been a couple days. He's feeling a little better. It's all good. A lot better. Well, that's great. Cold is still really weird on my teeth right now, but. Extra sensitive. Extra sensey. (laughs) cut that out (laughs) emma yes (laughs) do you remember being taught about peer pressure yeah like when i was a kid yeah well i learned about it when i was like probably in middle school okay high school i did terrible at (laughs) resisting peer pressure and i'm even worse at it now yikes it is the worst adult peer pressure is even worse than high school or middle school peer pressure and i'll tell you why because it makes you do things you don't want to do even if they're good okay even if they're good things like you should do them like i was sitting in my living room over the weekend and I was watching my favorite show. My feet were kicked up. I was just <laughs> relaxing. Okay. And I hear my neighbor mowing the lawn. And guess what it made me want to have to go do? Mow the stinking lawn. Yeah, that's tough. It was the worst. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I, 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 I caved in. I caved into the peer pressure. Adult peer pressure is the worst. It feels like in this situation, it was a good thing, though. Mm, not a good thing. <laughs> I was relaxed. We always brag that we hit the hard topics here mm. at Goodco. Uh, so I think it's time we hit a hard topic. Yeah. Crocs. Oh, <laughs> you got me. Brett, you strike me as a croc wearer. I'm going to be honest. I was. In my prime, <laughs> I was wearing Crocs. But you don't anymore? No. I'm a hey dude guy. I literally have... Okay, yeah, this is going to be really bad. So I have many pairs. seven pairs of hey dudes. <laughs> How many have you gotten like in the last... Uh, six Four. months. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't so buy them all, though. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> oh, this is not an intervention. Back to the Crocs. Wait a minute. Let's move Back on to, to the, the Crocs. <laughs> okay, but really, though, I personally think Crocs are ugly, but they're super comfortable, and I don't think that I should live my life based on what other people think about my shoes. So I'm a Crocs girl. I don't really have any right now. I have one pair of hot pink ones. How can you call ones. yourself a Crocs girl if you don't have, I have Crocs? I have a pair of hot pink ones. But like, when... Wear them to work. When is... <laughs> okay okay tomorrow i'll wear them yes it's hard to find an outfit that matches hot pink crocs though just send it (laughs) if you're enjoying all the good company right now would you consider rating the podcast and leaving a review and just maybe your comment or question could end up on the next podcast picture this you felt god moving you in a really specific direction felt maybe him tell you or or nudge you a specific way. So you start going in that direction, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as you're going down that path, it feels like the more you go down it, the more you don't really know where you are. It doesn't look like what you thought it was going to look like. And you're not sure if God still wants you to do it. Sure. Okay. Sometimes when I get to this point in my life, it feels like I need to keep re-asking God what I'm supposed to do because he hasn't told me in a while. But something I'm learning recently, which is what this podcast is going to be all about, is how to stay the course because God told you to without continually questioning if he's still asking you to do it. I'll say one thing that I that came to my mind when you mentioned the idea of talking about faithfulness was the idea of loyalty. And loyalty is something that I feel like it just comes easy to me. I'm a naturally loyal person. Yeah. But I don't think it's the exact same thing. I think faith does come from a place of trust and loyalty. And and as I'm thinking about that a little bit, the the grassroots thought that I had was Hebrews 1:11 or 11:1, Hebrews 11:1, which says now faith is the confidence of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Mm. And I think knowing that, that is what faith is. Faith is those two things and then remaining faithful is just the act of of doing that. Mm. That's really good, and I love you bringing it back to scripture because that's even like in in the story that I painted in the very beginning. That's like the exact thing that I was pointing to is this idea of like it's there's something you're hoping for, and there's also something you don't see, and you need to have like faith in both of those things. So as you're walking this like metaphorical path, and you're hoping for something specific, but you're not seeing it, there's this idea of like God is in the midst of that anyways, mm-hmm. and always trying to remember not being great at it all the time but trying to remember that god is in the middle of it all and he's if he told you to do it he's not gonna in the middle of it not tell you to do something else and then not tell you like he's not gonna change his mind and then just like be radio silent so if it feels like okay god you're not telling me something new in this season or I don't know if you're still asking me to do this. I think most of the time he is, unless he makes it known. That's the trust piece of it. And I also think it's just really interesting that we're covering the idea of faithfulness today because we had been talking about ideas of what we wanted to talk about here as we we got started again. And the other one that we we have planned is kindness. Mm -hmm. And as I was thinking about the two of them, I was like, huh, I wonder if there's a (laughs) verse that covers both of them. And there is, obviously. They're both fruit of the Spirit. And I just want to read this as we're getting started into this conversation. This is Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Yeah. 
That's really good. I think we need to do a whole series on the fruit of the spirit. Mm, (laughs) I think we stick to the two right now. Yeah, maybe we don't need to do all of them. But they all are really important and kind of tied together because if faithfulness is a fruit of the spirit, then I don't know about you, but I want to be looking to how I can bring that more into my daily life. And for me, some fruits of the spirit come naturally. Some don't come naturally. Honestly, faithfulness is one of those ones that doesn't come naturally to me. Like you were saying, it comes more natural to you because loyalty, Brett. For me, I don't think it comes naturally. Sure. The moment that things get hard, I want to bail. I'm like, "Eh, God probably wasn't really telling me this. Or maybe I heard him wrong. Or maybe he meant that for then. And now I can do something else. Wow. I just got to say thank you for being so vulnerable. Yeah. I I got to say it's really hard for me to even admit my shortcomings like you just did. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why we have to talk about this. You know what I mean? Not not because it's intervention for you, but because if you struggle with it, someone else struggles with it too. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, thanks. When I first think of faithfulness, what? Let me ask you. What do you think of when you first think of the word faithfulness? Mm, endurance sticking it out interesting mine were a little bit different well one of them was the same constant that's kind of like endurance a little bit yeah but when i was thinking about it in terms of god it was firmness Ooh. yeah that's fair because he holds firm stands strong to what he said and what he promised and so i think as we look in the bible all throughout the bible of what god promised Mm mm-hmm it came true. Yeah. He was faithful and just to make all of those things come true. Totally. And the Bible's full of accounts of God being faithful. And so why why not learn from them? Yeah. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because I wanted to bring up something really specific. I honestly, I have a million times in my life where I can speak to like this exact thing where I didn't want to be faithful and I really felt like God was calling me to. And then for me, I always hit a point where... God hasn't recently told me to do the thing that I'm doing. And so it feels like maybe I don't have to do it anymore. (laughs) Um, But recently God brought me to Jeremiah into the book of Jeremiah. And I studied that quite a bit and realized that Jeremiah was called to the Jewish people, to the Israelites, and he never saw good fruit from that. At least not that was recorded in the Bible. And so he was there for almost 40 years. 40 years and i have to i have to say (laughs) i would be exhausted after that (laughs) me too i would have quit but i can't imagine that every day or every week or every month even god was reminding him what his call was i feel like god probably called him and for a while affirmed that call but at a certain point god was like okay you know what i asked you to do i sent you to the israelite people and he probably was like they're not repenting from their ways at all. I'm seeing no good fruit from this. Why am I here? Mm. By all earthly standards, why was he there? <laughs> and even in the end, after 40 years, it didn't really lead to repentance. But God still asked him to do it. And to me, that was like the picture of faithfulness. Like I realized, oh, maybe I don't ever see fruit from what God asked me to do. Maybe I don't ever fully understand, but if he can do that for 40 years, I can stick something out for a couple months, you know? Dude, I, as you were talking about that, it just, it, my, my, in my mind, and it's crazy how God does this, Yeah. but in my mind, I was seeing Ezekiel Okay. And in the Valley of Dry Bones, and you know how God called him to prophesy over the dry bones yes. and to preach over them, 
And when he stopped, nothing happened. But when he kept going and he when he kept preaching, when he stayed faithful to what God and it was a simple call that God asked him to do. Yeah. The the bones started rattling. <laughs> no, rattling. For, real, for real. It's it's how it happened. Yeah, it's true. But that it and that's a smaller piece. Like he was he, it, that was one small moment that God asked him to do. I say small. I mean that's huge. Yeah. But Still a moment in time as opposed to 40 years of not really seeing that fruit. Yeah, totally. And if I remember correctly, which I could be wrong, when he stops, God says, I asked you to keep speaking yeah. until there was breath in their lungs. Mm-hmm. And it's like same same exact type of thing. Like he hit a point where he was like, all right, God, this is what this is what you wanted me to do. Nothing's happening. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. I'm done. Right. Like, I don't I don't see anything else happening. And God's like, no. I'm not done. And I asked you to do this until this point. And maybe I didn't remind you every two seconds, but I'm still asking you to do it. Come on, Big Zeke. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, I, I love that. That's that's really good. So I do have a decent example of this in my own life for right now. I actually really wanted, you talked about the vulnerability thing. I really wanted to use a past example, but as I was kind of praying through this and preparing for this, I felt like God was asking me to use a current one that I'm in right now. Sure that I'm still a little bit like, what do you want me to do with this, God? Wow. Um, so. Here we go. All that to say, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so recently, like a couple months ago, God asked me to start a prayer tent. And I have a bunch of people that come and do this prayer tent with me. There's probably like 20 people total who like rotate in and out each week. And this prayer tent is not a traditional prayer tent. Well, I don't know if there is a traditional prayer time. Mm, it's probably different <laughs> everywhere you go. Yeah, but it's not. What I ex- what I expected it to be was we would set up a tent, like a literal canopy, have chairs under it, people holding signs saying, can we pray for you? And people would come. But what's really happened is we've had a couple people come every week. But more than that, we've had people go out into the surrounding neighborhoods. So like prayer walks. Exactly. And asking people who are like on their front porches if we can pray with them or even like knocking on doors and asking people if we can pray with them. Um, But I was feeling a little bit discouraged, specifically last week. We do it every week. And I was like, God, I don't know. Like, this is not what I pictured when you asked me to do this. It was probably what he pictured, but it was not what I pictured. And so I was like, I don't know if this is having the impact that Mm. I thought it would Mm. or the impact I thought you would want. And I went to this guy. I've built a lot of relationships in the neighborhood now. And so some of the same people I pray with every week. And sometimes I'm able to like ask if the prayers were answered from the week before. And it's really cool. We've seen a lot of really cool like miracles and stuff like that. Um, But this one guy, I went and sat with him and he usually just talks to me for like 45 minutes. He's not a Christian at all. And then when I can finally get a word in edgewise, I'll just like cut him off and say, hey, can I pray with you before I go? And this week when I asked if I could pray with him, he said, I don't know what it is, but every time you guys come, I feel happier than I normally feel. And this is a guy that doesn't believe in God at all. And I was like, "Okay, God, I see what you're doing. If it's like even one small thing, it's worth it. And like, I know that that's only the Holy Spirit. Like, I don't make you happier. (laughs) It's the Holy Spirit that's making you happier. Um, But it's cool because I do think God is faithful in the midst of that to show us. Like he knows, he knew I needed to see a little bit of something. He was like, okay, you're being faithful. I'm going to show you a little bit of what you're doing. But the reality is like, I may never know what I'm doing. And there may never be this like crazy cool story that comes from this. 
but I'm still willing to do it every week because that's what Mm -hmm. he asked me to do and he hasn't told me I could leave yet. So here we are. To go to your point, God gives you what you need to just keep pressing on. Totally. If you are in step with him. Yeah, and I think, yeah, that's really good. I think the biggest thing that I wanted to encourage you, the listener, to, and like kind of why this has been on my heart, is just this reminder that I'm not always going to see the fruit. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if I do. Because whether or not there's ever any fruit that I can see, God is asking me or you to do it. And so if he's asking you to do it, do it. And he'll be faithful the whole way along the way to show up and to do crazy things and to help you when you're feeling down and don't want to do it. But if he's asking you, it's like the best thing. It's like the best thing. Even the days when you're literally dragging yourself to do it. Mm -hmm. And I just want to remind you of the beauty that happens when you respond yes. And it actually is, I've, I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, but it comes out of my favorite parable, the parable of the talents, and where the master trusts a certain amount of money to three of his servants. And then at the end of it, he said, to two of them, you were faithful over little, enter into the joy of your master. That is what we're working for. Yeah. That is why we stay faithful, so that we can enter into the joy of God. And if you remain faithful to the end, you'll hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Yeah. And so that's why we urge you to stay faithful, to press on. That's why I, my desire is to be faithful and press on to, to the prize that God has before me. So that's the hope. 100%. If you're feeling discouraged, stay the course. Go back, ask God, but if he's not telling you anything new, if you feel like, I don't know, he's not saying anything, he used to be saying something, go back to what he told you most recently mm. and do that thing because chances are he's still wanting you to do it. The Good Coat Podcast is better when you're part of it. You can reach out to the show, ask questions, and share feedback by leaving a message on our page at myhopefm.net. Mailbag. Mailbag. It's time. Cue the sound effect. Mailbag. So we wanted to do mailbag, but we yeah. didn't get any mail, which is okay because we're just starting back up. So we'll give you guys a couple weeks, but next week, go give us mail. Yeah. Myhopefm.net. We take prayer requests. We love to pray over you guys. We take requests about what to do for our next topic literally anything we want you guys to be a part of the show and part of the conversation so submit whatever you want myhopefm.net click on air click good co i mean we just call ourselves good company you really are the good company though True so that. when you join the show it's even better it's even gooder gooder yeah it's not a word <laughs> anyways i also wanted to make you aware of an awesome possibility Actually, it's not a possibility. It is a done deal. But I can't tell, give you all the details, but you might or might not. I can neither confirm nor deny the fact that you may be able to hear Emma and I in more places than just here on this podcast. It's top secret. It's top secret, but I cannot give you any more details. But next week, right here on this podcast, not this one, but next week's podcast, you'll be able to hear all the details about what I mean by that. And it's actually really excited. We've been working on this for months. We're ready. We are ready. And I hope you are too. More details coming next week. Thanks for clicking play on the Good Co. Podcast. To hear another episode or to get a hold of the show, visit myhopefm.net and click podcast. Podcast.